All right, welcome back, kids. Uh, this is the part of the pregame show that I look forward to uh, every week with a highly anticipated, um, uh, highly anticipated. I think I kind of structured that sentence wrong. Well, this is the part of the show that I look forward to the most. Joining me as he does every week, he is a '94 WIP show producer and the host and co-creator of the Birds IQ podcast that you can see in here on the EdgeAbilitySports.com. Mr. Kyle Quinn, Kyle, welcome back, and uh, how are you this week? I am good, buddy. It's a great time to be a Philadelphia sports fan, my friend. You know, Kyle, I was pondering that this morning, that very same question. Uh, you got Eagles, who are 4-0, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, and you got the Phillies one win away from advancing to the National League Divisional Series. Uh, you've also got the Flyers starting this week. I don't know if that's something to be excited <laughs> about or just no. marking time. But uh, And then you got the Sixers right behind them. Kyle, the autumn is... Uh, in Philadelphia, especially when the Phillies are in the playoffs, the best time in sports all season, all all calendar year. Do you agree or not? It, I absolutely agree. For three of the four sports teams uh, currently in Philadelphia right now, the one uh, one of uh, I would say I'm not so sure about, but I think that would be disingenuous and, and putting it lightly because I think they're going to suck. So yeah, well, we we'll get 82 games to kind of dissect <laughs> that starting oh, on, yeah. on Thursday. But let's get back to the Eagles, as you mentioned, or I mentioned. 4-0, and uh, virtue of a 29-21 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars last week in Lincoln Financial Field. Kyle, and I remember on this very program, uh, you know, you kind of shoo-shoo me about my weather stuff, but uh, you, you said the weather might be somewhat in a factor on Sunday, Kyle. I, uh, as it turns out, I think the weather was the main factor on Sunday uh, and the fact that the Eagles were able to adjust to that weather, and it seemed like Doug Peterson was uh, either – ill-prepared to or unprepared to adjust to it. Would you not agree that that is possibly the reason why the Eagles are victorious today? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that's the main reason why the Eagles are victorious. I think there was a lot of different things that went into it. and uh, I think the Jaguars did a pretty admirable job at the beginning of the game, threw a lot of different stuff at us. We uh, had to face more adversity than we had to face all season long. So I, I, uh, I'm giving props to the Jags. I'm giving even more props to the Eagles. I think it was a, that was a toughly fought game. But, yeah, I mean, look, when I said that about the weather, obviously I didn't know it was going to be like that. Um, we had just spoken on that Saturday, and it was sort of just light Man. rain by that point. But, uh, it was, I mean, it was downpouring literally from the first snap to the last snap. That was uh, that was a drencher in there. But, yeah, we managed to get through it, and uh, just, a, just a toughly fought game on both sides. Kyle, there was one point as I was watching the game that I could actually hear the rain on the microphone. The microphones were picking up the rain. That's how hard that rain was falling. And I, uh, you know, obviously Miles Sanders stole the day uh, as in his very, um, I mean, you know, you got the contract year thing working out for him this year. And to have a game like he had on Sunday, are, are you back on the Miles Sanders Express after that game, Kyle? Well, uh, I'm never going to be on the Miles Sanders Express in terms of pay the man. Um, I'm, of course, very happy for what he's able to do for us this season. I'm expecting this to be his last season uh, as an Eagle. So, um, yeah, I mean, go get that big contract, dude. And if that means racking up all these numbers on our offense, then uh, by all means, I'll have no issue with that. Yeah, I mean, he's been a, he's been a pretty good player this year. Now, the whole hang-up with Miles Sanders is the consistency and the health. So, he's been able to stay relatively healthy so far this season. But, of course, uh, he has to keep that up. 17 games, the real guy I want to give props to, or guys I want to give props to, is the offensive line, because uh, Jordan Mailata went down 
very early on in the game on that uh, pick six thrown by Jalen Hurts. And, uh, I mean, Jack Driscoll looked like he was getting beat uh, pretty badly at the beginning of the game, but he settled in quite nicely. And they were able to completely control the game and dominate up front uh, with those guys. And uh, they rung the Jaguars' belt to 210 rushing yards, yeah. uh, clip that's about 105 yards over what I believe their average was going into that game. So just a really, really all-around great job by Miles and the offensive line. You mentioned Jordan Malata going down. We also suffered some other injuries along the the team as well. Uh, Darius Slay uh, went out very early on in the game, did not return. And then uh, uh, Jake Elliott went down at one point in this game and uh, might have altered uh, a decision there at the end of the game to go for two. Um, when they probably should have just kicked the field goal, or maybe not. Maybe he was looking for that three-score cushion. I don't know. But uh, we'll get into the lingering effects of these injuries uh, into this week. But let's talk defensively about the Eagles against the Jaguars. Five more forced turnovers uh, in this game. Just in a Herculean effort on the new and approved John Gannon scheme of attack. Trevor Lawrence did not uh, hurt the Eagles in terms of, I mean, he helped them out a lot. He couldn't hold on to the football, but. Uh, five turnovers, Kyle. Pretty impressive, right? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, a little bit shocked at how the defense was able to pull that off because as we had uh, spoken about on the podcast last week, um, the Jaguars loved to do, and they even did, they were doing all that, that behind the line of scrimmage motion stuff, um, and the Eagles were still able to manage five turnovers on uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, yeah, they were getting to him. They were hitting him. Um, it was just, I mean, Hassan Reddick, he's, he's finally becoming a guy that it looks like we paid him to be. Um, so, yeah, and the fact that they were able to shut down Christian Kirk to basically a nothing, even without Avante Maddox, just really, really impressive what the defense is able to do. Yeah, and uh, and all around, a very good win for the Eagles, 29-21. to 21, I'm sorry, 29-21. Jeez. As I mentioned, pushing the record down to 4-0 and the only undefeated team. Uh, in the National Football League to date, Kyle. Also, the best, uh, the first Forno start since 2004. I don't know, Kyle, were you around that year? Were you, do you remember that season? I was alive, yeah. That was, uh, man, I I went to, uh, that was the year, I went to a game in Dallas, the game where McNabb had uh, his little 15-second scramble and found Freddie Mitchell that Monday night game. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was big into the Eagles. That you were at that, that game? Point. Yeah, I was at that game down in uh, Texas Stadium, old Texas Stadium. So oh. I was a nine-year-old kid, and uh, yeah, but man, I was uh, I was indoctrinated quite early on in my youth to uh, to the Eagles, and uh, that was for sure one of the highlight years of my life. That's pretty badass, Kyle. Uh, and as we talk, as we turn the page, because we got to do that here on the pod because it's the NFL and it's a week-to-week league, and we're now beyond last week. We're into this week, Kyle. The Arizona Cardinals are now looming on the schedule. Um, Right off the bat, the Cardinals will enter the uh, the game two and two, uh, very unimpressive two and two. And uh, Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals, who I had a chance to talk to earlier this week, said uh, he'll take the two and two start based on some of the adversity this team has had to deal with to start the year. Uh, down there in Glendale, they're looking for a game high temperature of ninety degrees tomorrow, Kyle. So we're going to go from the sogging wet of Lincoln Financial Field to the desert heat. Literally, uh, the Cardinals are going to be sporting an interesting all black combination to include black helmets. Uh, Eagles are going to go with the white and greens. I think the Wentz whites might be dead, hopefully forever. Uh, Kyle Quinn, um, let's talk a little bit about those Arizona Cardinals and some of that drama. Let's start with Kyler Murray, who's uh, you know very well-documented drama in the offseason, wants to be paid like the big guys. Uh, and then, of course, the DeJondre Hopkins suspension. Uh, two and two record on the season. Kyle, what is your overview of the Cardinals thus far? 
Well, I, I just I don't think the Cardinals are that good at all. Um, I don't think they're very good on defense, and I really don't think they're that good on offense. I think all they really have going for them is Kyler Murray. Um, he's you know he's your typical schoolyard just nonsense. Uh, I mean, you saw him what he was able to do at the end of the game against the Raiders a few weeks ago when he ran like 80 yards on what was a two-point conversion play yeah. uh, just to get two points. So, yeah, I mean, he runs around like a chicken with his head cut off, and he's, I mean, he's a problem, Kyler Murray. He's the number one overall pick for a reason. Um, so he's really the main thing you got to look out for when it comes to the Cardinals on offense and their defense. I mean, they almost got nothing going for them. Their, uh, their pass rush is pretty much non-existent now that Chandler Jones is gone. J.J. Watt is just a shell of himself. and He's going to be coming into this game limited, at least, I believe, uh, with a calf injury this week. So just really tough goings for the Cardinals on defense. And, yeah, and like I said, the offense really isn't scary besides Kyler Murray. So um, I think 2-2 two and two is probably right about where the Cardinals should be. I think uh, your guy from Locked On Cardinals is probably right that 2-2 two and two is probably generous uh, considering how badly they've been starting the season and how badly they've been starting games. So um, I'm the Cardinals are really not a team that worries me on paper one bit. Now, their schedule has not been the easiest to start the season. Uh, home games against the Chiefs on the road against Vegas, home against the Rams, and then a game against Pan the Carolina Panthers last week. So it's not been the easiest way to get the season started, but they've lost handily to the teams that are better than them on paper. So that definitely bodes well for the Eagles. Also, Kyle, what's, uh, I don't know if it's flying under the radar, but another stop on the two, on the Philadelphia Eagle reunion tour from 2017. This time, Zach Ertz is on the, uh, is, is on the docket. Zach, of course, re-signing with the Cardinals after the Eagles traded him there last year. He re-signed the, I believe it was a three-year deal or a two-year deal, essentially. Um, it, and as again, Alex Clancy says it's been working out well for the uh, Zach Ertz and the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, he's not the player he was when he was here, but he's, uh, his own words, or Alex Clancy's own words, where he's a calming force inside that uh, that Arizona Cardinal locker room. Uh, are you looking forward to seeing old number 86 tomorrow in red? Sure. I, I mean, I got nothing but uh, good things to say about Zach Ertz his time here. I know as, uh, as it ended with a lot of guys from that team in 2020, it was a little bit rocky, but that's nothing, uh, nothing that's going to overtake or overshadow my my feelings about Zach Ertz. He's a Super Bowl hero, a guy that I always love and respect. I hope to see 86 up in the Razors one day, possibly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I would love to go down there and uh, kick his ass, though. Yeah, you know, so. kind of like I Kind of like we did with Carson and uh, and like we did with Doug. So um, there's going to be no love lost. But, um, yeah, I, I, I will always have a, a special place in my heart for Zach On the injury front, as we mentioned kind of a little bit, talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Jacksonville game. The Eagles are going to be entering this game a little bit dinged up, more as dinged up as they've been all season long. Jake Elliott has been ruled as out. Uh, Dicker the kicker is going to be the one kind of take it. What's Cameron Dicker is his name? I don't know where he came from, uh, but he's going to make his NFL debut. Uh, now, I, I don't know if um, I don't know if this is going to alter the ability of the Eagles to kick field goals or go for two or kick extra points. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? Are they going to keep Dicker the kicker out of any kind of situations that might upset him? I, I have no idea how they're going to handle this. Um, it, no idea what their trust level is in Dicker. I know it's a last-minute thing, um, and I'm sure they were hoping uh, to all hope that Jake Elliott <laughs> would be able to play this game because it's tough not having your kicker, and Jake Elliott's been pretty good this year. Now, yes. uh, we'll uh, harken you back to 2017 and how Jake Elliott got his start with yeah. the Eagles. And I believe uh, we had a kicker. Was it Alex Henry or was it Caleb Sturgis that year? It was, Sturgis. it was Sturgis. Okay, so he got hurt at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. and a young 
kicker off of the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad by the name of Jake Elliott came in, booted a 61-yarder, and the rest was history. So, uh, you know, you just never know that these guys. Kickers are a, a funny thing. They could be really awful. They could be really consistent, uh, or they could just be really inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get. Hopefully, this is just a one-week deal with old Cameron Dicker here, and he uh, shows up when we need him to. Do you think the kicker position is the one position in the NFL that they pray to God not to be hurt, and they really fight through? Try they try to fight through injuries at every every turn because it seems like that's how most kickers lose their jobs is through an injury. Yeah, well, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, that that is probably the number one way that a kicker will lose their job. And you saw Jake Elliott uh, popping pills on the sideline <laughs> yes, to be able to get back in there and uh, go out there and play. So. Uh, you know, he's trying to tough it out. I, I respect him for that. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Look, I, I mean, I, I love Jake Elliott and all, but kicker's the kind of position where, like, if the guy's doing it, then stick with the guy. Whatever's working works, man. Uh, you know, that, that's a very important thing, guy that's going to be racking up the most points on your team throughout the season. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Dicker does. And for you kids out there, he was taking ibuprofen or Advil on the sidelines. Uh, I don't think it was a controlled <laughs> substance or anything. It's the way they get their minds right. Uh, the other part of the Philadelphia Eagle injury report, Patrick Johnson is going to be out dealing with concussion. Quante Maddox out again, Kyle Quinn, uh, dealing, still dealing with that ankle. Jordan Mulata's shoulder has been upgraded to doubtful. Uh, I might as well just say he's out. Maybe it's a game time decision, I guess. Uh, Boston Scott, Seminalo, or Sam Allo, Kyron Johnson, and Darius Slay are all with either questionable or they were limited participants. They should be to go. Let's talk about the Eagles secondary. Uh, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is down. Uh, the Cardinals are dealing with an injury to one of their own wide receivers uh, in Randall uh, Rondell Moore. He's dealing with a knee injury. Uh, he's questionable for the game. Uh, how concerned are you with the Eagles' thin secondary uh, going going up against Kyler Murray in the offense of the uh, Arizona Cardinals? Not really overly concerned. Um, Maddox, I think, was expected to be a few weeks when he first went out. Uh, Slay's the big one. Slay's the guy that you need back there. He's the you know he's the number one guy, probably the best corner in the NFL this season, and he's uh, I mean he's your guy, your go to guy to lock down whoever it is. Now, fortunately, the Cardinals don't really have that uh, really talented guy like DeAndre Hopkins or uh, you know Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore. Those guys aren't really uh, you know well Hopkins is suspended, but those guys aren't really world beaters, especially. Uh, not really to, up to the skill of Darius Slay, so I think the secondary is going to be able to survive uh, another week without a box in that. Now, the other thing to note on the Cardinal injury report is along that offensive line on the left side particularly. Uh, Justin Pugh, the left guard, is questionable. His backup, well, actually, he's the backup to Max Garcia, who's out. Uh, and then when you look at the left tackle position, DJ Humphreys is also questionable. So a little dinged up along the left side of that offensive line the Cardinals are. Uh, do you expect the Eagles to potentially try to exploit that? Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, if Gannon's smart, then he will. Um, I would send a little bit of extra pressure to that side. I would even uh, keep pressure on the other side. We'll get to my keys in uh, the game in just a minute, but that uh, that has a lot to do with it, for sure. All right, Kyle, what do you envision is going to be the when the sun sets along the southwestern frontier uh, tomorrow evening? Or no, actually, probably not sunny and light. It's getting a little earlier. Uh, whatever. If the sun is down, it's hanging low in the sky, whatever. Uh, when the game is over tomorrow, Kyle, what do you see as the outcome out there in Arizona? A place where the Eagles typically do not travel well to and play well. Yeah, they haven't won there since 2001. And, uh, but I, I do think we're going to be able to take care of business down there. Like I said, the real only threat uh, the Cardinals have is Kyler Murray. And I think the Eagles have enough on the back end to be able to neutralize that. So uh, I think we're going to walk out of there 5-0. and And your three keys to Eagle victory? Well, number one is going to be keep Kyler Murray in the pocket. So send pressure from the outside if you got to do it that way. 
Uh, but he's a shrimp. He's a short dude. He can't see over those offensive linemen. So keep him in the pocket. Um, it, he kills you when plays are going off script. So uh, you keep him behind that offensive line, make it tougher to see. Seriously, I mean, I'm not even joking about this. He's a small dude. He yep. struggles with that. Uh, so if you can keep him behind his offensive line, keep him in the pocket, that's uh, key to victory, number one. Uh, number two, as I mentioned, kills you with those off-schedule plays. So just like he said, uh, that his wide receivers need to stay awake out in the secondary. Our corners need to stay awake out there, too, and never, ever give up on a play. He might run around for 5, 10, 15 seconds, even if he has to, just to find an open guy. He will not give up on a play. So our corners can't either. Uh, that's key to victory, number two. Number three, feed A.J. Brown. And this was uh, pointed out by Jimmy Kempsey, the Philly voice. Uh, of all five players on the uh, Cardinals secondary, so the two safeties and the three corners, including the nickel, are under six feet in height. Uh, so this is an A.J. Brown and, I mean, even Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard type of game, but specifically A.J. Brown, big body dude. Uh, he should be able to get right over those guys, and uh, he should have a big, big day. So feed A.J. Brown, keep Murray in the pocket, stay awake back there in the secondary. Yes, Kyle, I agree with those three keys to victory. Mine are a little bit more, um, a little bit more broad, I guess. Uh, number three is keep your eye on the prize, folks. Uh, there is a potential that the Eagles might be looking a little bit ahead to next week, which, of course, is the matchup between the Cowboys. Uh, so let's not overlook the um, Arizona Cardinals on this one. Uh, it is a winnable game, but it is also, in my opinion, a losable game for this team. So keep focused on the task at hand. Uh, number two is, once again, Jalen Hurts, who did not have a great game last week, but he had a serviceable game, and he continues to check a lot of boxes. Uh, hopefully, when the dry, drier climate, maybe he gets things going again through the air. But once again, continue that maturation, continue his progressions, continue looking at his progressions. And then my number one key to victory for the Eagles is, uh, is Kyler Murray is keeping him contained. They need to, uh, they need to do what they got to do. John Gannon's going to be uh, kind of really challenged tomorrow. I think I know the, the weapons along that offensive team for the um, Arizona Cardinals are not that good, but Kyler Murray is an X factor. And if we can contain him, I think the Eagles might win. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Murray really is the big key there. Um, on on Jalen Hurts, I, I'm really not. I have no takeaways, almost zero, from uh, that game last week with just how crazy and how crappy the weather was. If anything, got to give him ups for uh, for forgetting about the pick six and uh, yeah. rushing it off, going back out there. And uh, I, I thought he had a pretty solid game. Also. But we need to see continued progression and 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 you know progression. I, and that's what this is all about. It's a week to week league, and he needs to continue to move forward. And he's done so far. It's, he's answered every challenge up to this point. I will give him that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the Eagles as a team uh, continue to check off boxes every week. And last week was uh, just another one, considering all the adversity that they face. Guys going down early, uh, being down early in the game and, uh, and the crappy weather conditions. I, I think that was uh, probably one of the most impressive wins. Yep, and then let's get into some predictions and scores. Let's remind the folks at home, Kyle, you're 3-1 and one now on the season. I am now 2-2, two and two, as we both predicted the game correctly last week. Kyle Quinn. My question to you now is, do the Miami, do the 1972 Miami Dolphins keep that champagne on ice one more week uh, for the Eagles? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going to because uh, if we're going to be 5-0. and I think we're going to end up winning this one pretty handily. 31-20 to 20 is my final. 31-20, that is pretty handily, Kyle Quinn. Kyle, I'm going to go with the Cardinals today. I think this has got um, – I think this is a game that the Eagles are going to overlook. I think they're going to take the Cardinals for light, and I like the Cardinals in this game 27-14. And, and, look, and that's not the worst thing in the world uh, because, you know, sometimes good teams need to get punched in the mouth. And 
you know who's coming to town next week. So, mm-hmm. God forbid we lose that one as our first game of the season. So, if it takes this one uh, for us to, you know, come back real strong and take care of Dallas the next week, I will take 5-1 and one if uh, that's the path. All right, Kyle, who is your MVP tomorrow? It can be anybody, the player, the coaches, the cheerleaders, the guy that watches the Gila Monsters outside the stadium. Anybody, who is your MVP tomorrow? Yep, it's going to be the usher in section. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be A.J. Brown. Like I said, there's, uh, there's, that secondary is uh, Team C Tiny. So big old A.J. Brown's going to have a field day tomorrow. I like a blast from the past. James Conner, the running back. I think he's going to have a big day against the Eagles. I think they're going to overlook him. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of James Conner tomorrow, give me, give me him as my MVP. You are the worst. James Conner, come on. Get hey, real. You know what? He's done me well for years on fantasy football. I don't take him anymore, but in the years that I did, he did me well. But He was a touchdown machine. He was when he was a stealer. But all right. Uh, let's talk about our – let's now take a look around the league. If we go to our – our, our team of, tr- of tracking this season, the New Orleans Saints, of course, keeping an eye on that first-round draft pick. I believe now it's up to a three or a four overall uh, as a result of their loss in London last week to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Saints will now host the uh, Seattle Seahawks, who have a sneakily good offense this year under Geno Smith, which I don't, I don't know how that's working out. But um, what do you like about the Saints this week? Does the trend continue? Do we have another L for the Big Easy? Yeah, I mean, I like nothing about the Saints this week. Well, as an Eagles fan, I like a lot about the Saints this week. But if I'm a Saints fan, uh, can't be feeling good. It's looking like my preseason prediction about the Saints is uh, going down the tubes. Uh, They kind of stink right now, and it's not looking like it's going to get any better, which is nothing but good for the Eagles. Um, I think that trend's going to continue. Like you said, Seattle's kind of been rolling on offense, which has been weird. Uh, but the Saints can't get anything going. Guys are still going down with injuries. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think I would pick Seattle. I agree, and uh, Alvin Kamara is dealing with a rib injury, and those are the types of injuries that just don't go away in one week, and uh, it might nag him for the most of the season. And really, it's seemingly that everything he does or doesn't do is what the Saints' offense doesn't or doesn't do. So it, right now, it's not looking good for the Saints at all. Nope. All right, Kyle, time for the question of the week. Uh, once again, I spent a lot of time to come up with a brain teaser to keep you moving and keep you on your toes, Kyle Quinn. Uh, with the continued success of this football team thus far in 2022, and more specifically the success of our quarterback, does it become an issue if his if he continues on this trend throughout the season? And I'll give it maybe to week nine. If he's still doing what he's doing, are the Eagles bound to give him a contract or risk possibly alienating Jalen Hurts? Or are we just going to let this thing ride? Uh, I would imagine that he's going to get a contract. How he's not usually, how he's not going to do what the Cowboys did with Dak Prescott and, uh, you know, put it off to the last possible second, franchise tag him and just muck everything up. How he's the type of guy to be proactive, get out in front of it. And I think that's exactly what he's going to try to do with Jalen Hurts. But, um, yeah, of course, he has to live up to that and continue to play the way he is, and he has to hold up physically. So uh, a lot of different factors go into it before I think how he inks that one with you. Now, Jalen Hurts is under contract next season, correct? He still has one more year left on his yes. rookie deal. So the Eagles are not under any type of um, timeline as of right now to do it. Uh, but for the players' peace of mind, they might be, Kyle Quinn. Uh, are we concerned that this might be another Carson Wentz situation, Bruin, where the contract was given out too soon? Well, I mean, you, to put it quite simply, you always have to be, right? I mean, you have no idea 
uh, what could happen a few years down the line with the quarterback, especially a guy who runs the way he does. But you really don't have a choice. I mean, what are you going to do? Let Jalen Hurts walk? Uh, you kind of can't. So uh, when these kind of things come around, it kind of puts your team in a little bit of a bind. And it's going to put the onus once again on your favorite guy, Howie Roseman, to be able to draft well and uh, put a good team around Jalen because the money might get a little tighter in the next year or so. So a lot could change, and that number one overall pick from the – or that number one pick from the Saints 2023 might become extremely important as we move forward. Um, yep. Now, that uh, that was my question of the week, Kyle Quinn, so I want to thank you again. Uh, Kyle, where can the good people out there find and see and hear from you? So catch me on Twitter, at Kyle underscore Quinn, W-I-T, um, and you will find me on the Edge of Philly Sports Network doing Birds IQ every Thursday at 7 p.m. right before Thursday Night Football. And then, of course, you can catch me all over the place on 94WIT. So, uh, yep, see you around. All right, Kyle, have a good day, and uh, go Birds, go Phils. All right, man, go Birds, go Phils. Take it easy, man. All right, brother. All right, that is Kyle Quinn, as he is always uh, inclined to join me every week, and I definitely appreciate that. There you heard it. Kyle's expert predictions, my expert predictions. I'm going with the Cardinals this week. I think the Eagles are smelling themselves a little bit. And I think they're overlooking the Cardinals as they get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. Even though I am a big fan of the fact that Dallas week is no longer uh, what it used to be. I mean, it really doesn't have that pizzazz anymore. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's the era of athlete or if it's the era of um, sportsmanship, so to speak. I don't know. But... Uh, I just don't – the last few Dallas weeks haven't been good. Now, it could be because the Eagles haven't been that good lately, and uh, the Cowboys have been, and now maybe the Eagles and Cowboys are more on an equal playing field. We'll see, of course, uh, as we get past this game. See, look at me. I'm already looking ahead. Uh, but I'm not going to do that, folks, because that's how, how I roll here. Uh, listen, that is going to be the best Thank you for joining us here today. Until we talk again, go birds and take care.